0: There is no doubt that our world is a very sick place. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. Now, today and tomorrow, I want to address some of the sickness that is engulfing this world. It is a spiritual sickness, and yes, there are physical illnesses we have bought upon ourselves. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to look at the spiritual side of, of what is destroying us from the inside out. We're going to talk about things like, yes, even demonology, things that are running rampant in our world. Look at the shootings. Look at all the strangeness we never saw before in the United States. But it keeps raising its ugly head now. Why? It's because we don't have any respect for life. We have a meism, and we have this anti-family attitude. On the other hand, we also have a lot of fake oakses, and we have a lot of, shall we say, diseases we bought upon ourselves. My guest today, Dr. William Wong, he's been on the program before, and I love having him on. And so, so Dr. Wong, we're just going to get right into our topic today. Let's start out. What is your opinion about? Monkeypox—we've been hearing so much about.
1: It's just another scare. The COVID hoax is dead. They couldn't enforce it again if they tried. People don't really give a rat's backside about Ukraine anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 old news. The war has stalled. Uh, that that cross-dressing president they have there is, is 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 a really big star in the West. Yeah, but. The rest of the world knows what he's like, and now they've got to come up with the next scare. Now, after when this fails, then they'll bring out the spacemen. Then we'll have the first contact with the Mm -hmm. UFOs, and and, and the aliens will come down. Congress is already prepping that by all of the hearings that, that they're having on UFOs and all the admissions about little green men and gray men and and, and tall white guys and whatever else.
0: Hey, at this point, you've probably seen this little meme in uh, social media. If I was to be the subject of an alien abduction, it may be considered from this planet a rescue mission.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know. That's true, but they only seem to take white trash. Yeah. Yeah, it no, seems I mean, that way. Only go a,
0: for, 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 from for, one for, trailer park trailer to the next. Guy. No offense, right. folks, and I mean, and, and <laughs> believe me, I have nothing against mobile homes. I've lived in them, but I'm, but I'm saying, it's always the tornadoes seem to, you know, go there. You know, I don't, I don't get it. There's something about it, uh, but you're right. And also, you know, they, whenever there was a streaker, they always seemed to appear at trailer parks too. <laughs> yeah. Back in the '70s, if I recall. And I know we're having a little bit of fun today, but in the world full of bad news. Oh, by the way, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the Tuesday radio program, I need to need to share this bit of information. One of my listeners who chooses to remain anonymous uh, sent me a link to a website. And this prophetess of God, I mean, we have to respect that now, says that tomorrow is the first rapture, just so you know. Hmm. The twenty, you know, the, we're talking the twenty seventh, and then there'll be another one for the rest of it. And Jesus will return on January first, twenty twenty three. I cool. didn't know if you, I didn't know if you knew that or not. But no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I get this website. What if I'm ready? This website <laughs> saying it's all going to happen. This it starts this week, and it's been building up since the year two thousand. We just didn't see it, mm-hmm. and so yeah. The the secret first secret rapture occurs Friday, and then the next secret rapture <laughs> occurs. Oh, wait a
1: minute! It, 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 if, if it's secret, how's anyone supposed to know? How does if, she know? Yeah, well, and, and, if, and I spent if, if a lot of time. So many who people are supposed to leave. Yeah. how can it be secret?
0: Well, you know, when Harold Camping predicted it was going to be two hundred million, we're going to leave um, back in two thousand eleven. Which Johnson didn't happen. One hundred
1: and forty-four thousand. Period.
0: Well, yeah, it depends on who. you, I mean,
1: <laughs> I know, and, and okay. that's that do was my point. I believe St. John. Or do I believe Schofield? Oh, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know the Schofield, and a lot. Of, and and look, I'm going to get somebody mad. I can hear. I can just. I can hear the keyboard. Blame me. Okay. I can hear. I can hear somebody typing the keyboard right now. <laughs> I'm a preacher. When, when, when I when I
1: remind Blame me, people, I think all these guys are a cult.
0: When I remind people that schofield uh his notes that are in the liner of the Bible are not part of the Texas Receptus never were <laughs> but a lot of people treat the notes like St Paul put them there yeah you know Bingo. And, and that's the problem that that's just that is man's that's why
1: I don't like these study Bibles schofield named after man. pastors. You know that? what's that Schofield was a convicted con man he spent time in jail for a, for a confidence games. Well he's he's the perfect example of the warning that Satan knows the Bible better than anybody.
0: Yep. Yep. We live in end times. That I, I feel in my heart. That's an opinion. That's not a prophecy. Yep. That when you look at everything, of course, if you lived in Poland in 1939, you would have probably thought this is the end of the world. Exactly. If you lived in Jerusalem in A.D. 70, whatever, you would have thought it's the end of the world. We, we can go through World War I. We can go through the 1300s and the Black Plague. And people would have very easily and rightfully so thought that they are living in the end time.
1: What did the apostles think? This generation shall not pass. They thought Nero was it. Yep, Nero was the Antichrist.
0: And the other problem with that is Jesus in his dissertation was talking about the fall of Jerusalem, not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And people miss that because it is correct. Jesus says yep. this generation will see, referring to like a 40-year period of time, roughly speaking. This right. generation will see the fall of Jerusalem. Didn't say the end of the world you know Jesus talks about both interchangeably and I think we we need to read carefully when he discusses when the Christ is returning versus the destruction of Jerusalem and and we 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 convolate the two together and think they're the same entity they're not exactly. and so there's a lot of a lot of misunderstanding in biblical prophecy, do I believe that Jesus is coming again? You better believe I do. Do you believe he's going to judge the quick and the dead? You better believe I do. Do you believe that he that he will separate the sheep from the goats? Yes, I do. All of that is true. But some of the mechanics that we have, you know, created in our own minds are not necessarily what the Bible says. Right. And I don't want to get too theological. I'm going to get people mad at me. I, uh, every time I do this, I get people mad. They just want to hear the bad news. And I, I sometimes I don't want to spend my day talking about bad news. No. But we, knew, we do need to understand the news and how to apply that news in our daily lives. So what are some of the things you've been noticing in the news? I know that you, you're you about as bad as I am spending too much of your time <laughs> cultivating through all the various sources that sometimes get ignored and missed. So what are you there seeing? A,
1: there was a marine intelligence colonel, a full bird, uh, who has since passed on. But he, he, he honored me saying that I was the best what uh, uh, internet information miner. He'd ever seen, Uh, and then I thought that was really really cool, Mm -hmm. and I thanked him for that. But uh, there's there's you can tell where the trends are happening. Mm -hmm. If this monkeypox scare fails, if if uh, you know all the pictures of of monkeypox on on arms and hands and genitalia and whatever else, Mm -hmm. if that doesn't scare people into into getting the whatever vaccination they're going to wind up having for it, which there was a a really cool picture this morning of Charlton Heston and the gal from Planet of the Apes. Ah, yes. And then two of the apes. It says, unvaccinated, and then after four monkeypox vaccinations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I found this article. By the way, it was was written uh, back in 1987. So we're talking, what, 35 years ago? Mm-hmm. And the article says, smallpox vaccine triggered AIDS virus. Hmm. Clock this is 19. 19- yeah, smallpox vaccine triggered AIDS virus. <clears throat> AIDS epidemic triggered by a smallpox vaccine. Wait a minute. Now, so, and, and aren't they talking about using smallpox vaccine would give us, uh, you know, efficacy against monkeypox?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you a story about the smallpox vaccine and, and Jimmy Carter. Smallpox right. vaccine is, is uh oh there's a there's an uh initials for it. HBG, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the in nineteen uh was it seventy-six when, when Carter came to power?
0: Mm-hmm. Seventy seven, January yeah.
1: seventy-seven. Okay, so During the campaign in 76, Big Pharma went to uh, Jimmy Carter and said, listen, we will give you X amount of money if after you become president, you ban the smallpox vaccine. What was happening was between the end of the Second World War and the late 60s, Big Pharma had discovered that their, their, their sales were going down. The profits were going down. The, the, we didn't need as many doctors as, as we had. The hospitals were fairly empty because people weren't getting sick. And they were trying to figure out why. And they figured out that the original smallpox fact, uh, inoculation, it wasn't a vaccine. It was a scratch on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. The That had strengthened the immune system so well that folks were not getting sick. So... They 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 told Carter to you know do this and we'll will help fund your campaign and help 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 make you president. He said yes. Within three months of him assuming power, he signed an executive order banning the uh, use of the uh, of the uh, smallpox inoculation. Didn't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Is his secretary of health waxed? You know how how we had eliminated smallpox and blah 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 blah. At the same time, government introduced a a brand new food pyramid that was exactly like the USDA's food pyramid for fattening up livestock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: High in carbohydrates, low in protein, low in fats. So, uh, see, we have a way of eliminating protein. We urinate extra protein out that. Any extra protein we might not need. We have a way of eliminating fats. We poop it out. If you want to prove that to yourself, drink a cup of olive oil. You'll find out real fast. Right. <laughs> but we mm-hmm. have no way of eliminating carbohydrates, they all turn into fat. And then we had some very well known fitness authors who shall remain nameless, who's, by the way, you can't find their books anymore. They've been scrubbed. The original Eat to Win books cannot be found anywhere. Not on Amazon, not any place, because they want you to forget about it. But those books advocated a high carbohydrate, low protein, low fat. I remember diet.
0: that. I remember yep. those well. You yes. Know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna eat a lot of carbs. Get rid of all that terrible fat that's gonna just destroy your heart and everything else. Bingo. And, and you know, so we we went to this, you know, eat lots of bread and lots of healthy pasta. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes. A noodle An diet. Show for it.
0: It's a bunch of fat
1: people like me. Bingo. Well, not 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 like you, sir, because you're not morbidly obese and diabetic.
0: Well, no, I, but, I, but if I don't lose some weight after I got this pandemic poundage on me, it's not healthy either. You know, there, there's a little part of me that could go real quick, about 15 to 20 percent, and I wouldn't miss it.
1: Yeah, well, we could all do that. But the morbidly obese increased by 70%. The diabetes rate between 1976 and 19, was it 95 or so? Increased by 73%. The carbohydrate diet did its damage. So between Jimmy Carter banning the HCBG jab, the, the smallpox, the original, untainted, unmessed with, as it was created... Initially, smallpox inoculation, right, and then Carter and uh, all the powers that be, big pharma, in- introducing the high carb diet. America got sicker and sicker and sicker. The low fats produced dementia because our brains are seventy percent saturated fat. Everything we think with, you know, is a set- I just.
0: I Me? want you to really. I, we're going to. I, I want to pause here for one second and because and okay. we're going to. I want you to really target this one. Okay. Now, now you're getting into some territory that within my own family circle, people that you know you cannot convince them, they buy everything fat freaking free. And I'm sorry, I get so angry about it. Oh, this is fat free. This is I, I need a fat free diet, and the person is morbidly obese, and they keep buying <laughs> fat free garbage, and they keep <clears throat> drinking diet soda. Explain that to me for a moment. How does somebody end up being morbidly obese on a fat free diet, loaded down with diet Mountain Dew?
1: How did? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Insulin resistance mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they they have not regulated their 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 carbohydrates. Ideally, the uh, we only need between seventy to one hundred milligrams of carbs a day, and that's mainly to run your brain. All the keto folks do with a lot of less carbs. You and and I'm I'm not a big fan of keto. I am a fan of the low carbohydrate diet. But I don't like going that close to ketosis because in physiology, I was taught that ketosis is a bad thing. But it's proven not to be as bad as folks said. But I still have my druthers about. Mm-hmm. So the brain is 70 percent fat. Everything we think with is a saturated fat, a bad cholesterol bonded onto B vitamins and uh, amino acids. Memories look like upside down trees in the brain, like little asparagus sprouts that are, you know, or uh, bits of asparagus that are upside down. Right. And they're saturated fats, bad cholesterol bonded onto proteins and B-complex vitamins. Mm -hmm. So what happens when – oh, wait. And I'll preface by by saying one more thing. From the 1920s to the 1940s, there were a number of studies – Lots of them, actually, that tested polyunsaturated fats in primates. And what they found is that the polyunsaturated fats in these monkeys cause brain damage. Mm-hmm. Those studies were taken down from PubMed. And when asked why, oh, we we need to make space for other other more recent work. What they were doing was taking away... A cause for a lawsuit trying to save the, the pharmaceutical companies and probably the U.S. government from uh, 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 lawsuit liability. <clears throat> but we have known since the beginning of the 1900s that polyunsaturated fats destroy brain tissue. So what happens when you take away your major medium of feeding your brain the the, the saturated fats mm-hmm. and then throw in the fats that destroy brain tissue that v- virtually melt them. The polyunsaturated fats, see your brain, think of your brain <laughs> actually as a piece of lard. Alright. Okay? And, and in it's, some it's, cases
0: I've met people where that's probably very true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, since your brain is seventy percent saturated fat, the only part that isn't is the white matter, and that's a connective tissue that holds a brain together. It's not a not 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 a thinking part of the brain. <clears throat> so, a polyunsaturated fat is like throwing dishwashing liquid on a piece of lard. What's going to happen to it? that that polyunsaturated fat that dishwashing liquid is going to start breaking down the lard Mm -hmm. and it's going to start deteriorating it and and washing it away and that's basically what's happened when we've starved the brain of all the good fats. Dr. DeBakey world famous cardiac surgeon one of the top heart transplant surgeons in the world was asked at age 95 what he attributed to his long life, too, and, and, and you know, uh, 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 how is he still going at 95? He, he said, I have two things for breakfast. I have bacon and eggs or bacon and ham. Oh, no, excuse me, um, eggs and bacon or, or eggs and ham. Yeah. But, you know, that's back when eggs and bacon were
0: really bad. Oh, yeah. You know, I, listen, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm trying to remember what uh, Florence Henderson. Remember her? Yes. The, the, the TV actress— Trying to remember what TV show she was on, Oh. Um, but you know she yeah. back in the seventies, and I mean we're 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 pushing the limits of my memory capacity here. Uh, Forty five years ago or or more, used to do a, a TV commercial for Wesson Oil. You know Wessonality, as I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I remember and, that, and it was it she was full of the, it was full of yeah. Wessonality. It's, you know, it's all full of polyunsaturated fats, not those nasty things.
2: Yeah. When chickens fried, this light, it's crispy every bite. It's just as crispy as crispy can be. The chicken's got a certain Wessonality. Wessonality means crisp. That crispy, non-greasy taste you get when you fry chicken with Wesson oil. Look. That's crisp. That's wessonality. The chicken's got a crispy
1: wessonality. They were, they were selling this to us as it's health. Still Canola oil is worse. Canola oil is called rapeseed oil. Mm-hmm. It actually has to be put through a, a gamma radiation to take away the thing that causes blindness. Canola oil, in its natural state, causes blindness. When they first tried to sell that crap Mm -hmm. in Spain, they caused 1,600 cases of blindness. Then they figured out that they had to hit it with gamma radiation to kill the component of the canola oil that caused the blindness, and then they sold it. So the canola oil is the worst of the polyunsaturated fats, but soy oil and all the rest of them are Mm -hmm. just as bad. Now, with the soy oil... The, 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 the world population control folks get the benefit of estrogen because ah uh, yes yes yeah, four ounces of, of, of uh, here hold it let me give you the official number let me not do this off the top of my head give me a second and I'll get you the number All four right. ounces of soy whether it's in tofu or whether it's in soybeans or whether it's in whatever form you want has 103,920 micrograms of estrogen. Compare that to a birth control pill with three or five micrograms of estrogen. So it's a few hundred thousand times stronger than a birth control pill. Wow. You
0: know, when Madison, who comes up with this stuff? Is it Madison Avenue? I mean, that that created these fat free diets. Where does this bad science get into the mainstream and get into advertising, gets into the medical schools, gets into the lexicon where you have morbidly obese people buying fat free milk and fake margarine, which, by the way, I remind people, margarine had a different name back in World War Two. It was called airplane grease. (laughs) And it was white in color, but they always laughed and joked, you you could eat this stuff, it wouldn't kill you. Well, maybe it really does, but, (laughs) but people don't realize that after the Second World War, we were introduced to throwing yellow dye and salt into the stuff and called it margarine. And that's supposed to be a replacement because during the Second World War, two things. We needed supplies for greasing aircraft. And we didn't have enough, shall we say, dairy product. And so this stuff is a byproduct of World War II. Airplane grease and replacement for butter. I mean, this is a one-size-fits-all. Just add yellow dye, number three, and some salt and call <laughs> it margarine. Yes. And and we've been eating that. I think Florence Henderson or somebody else also was promoting imperial margarine at one time.
1: Oh, gosh. Remember yeah. that stuff? yes. And right now, I I think it was the gal who played the maid in her show who was pushing the Imperial Martin.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Brady Bunch. Okay. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I feel like I'm playing. A, a, this is hard to remember all this stuff.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Wessonality and all that. I was actually going back to the movie that that started the Brady Bunch, which is Yours, Mine, and Ours. Remember that with Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda? Barely. That was the movie that, that they that they made the Brady Bunch from. But that they gave him the idea for the for the for the TV show.
0: My guest today on Truth to Ponder is Dr. William Wong. He is a classical naturopath, PhD, exercise physiologist, certified athletic trainer, and a whole lot more. Dr. Wong has been one of those guests that I've really enjoyed having here on Truth to Ponder, and we get a lot of response, and I'm thankful for that, and I hope you're enjoying uh, these programs with him, as he has, I think, a lot to share, a- and he cuts through a lot of the nonsense. The medical profession, in my personal opinion, is too money-driven, not result-and-health-driven as it once was. That's just a statement of fact. I see it every day. Now, we'll come back to our interview in just a moment with Dr. Wong. I want to remind you that besides being a podcast, Truth to Ponder is also a radio program heard on some domestic stations and international shortwave. And we need your support to stay on radio. If you can help us out, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio, mailing address five seven five three. Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. That's Crestview, Florida. Zip code is 32536. Also visit our website, truth2ponder.com. We will return with more of Dr. William Wong right after we take this
2: break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman against desecration coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. your Jewish connection, bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. What will the end times be like? Well, we find a key in the story of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a foreshadow of the end times and the battle of the Antichrist. Hanukkah centers on the desecration of the temple. So the end times will be characterized by a spirit of desecration. In Hanukkah it was the temple of God that was desecrated, but the Bible says we also are the temple of god the human vessel we're made to be god's temple so end time civilization is going to be one that desecrates the human vessel the human individual the human body therefore we're seeing more and more of a selling of sex an exploitation of human sexuality we're witnessing an explosion of pornography into a multi-billion dollar industry Increasingly, the line between pornography mainstream culture is becoming thinner and thinner you see instead of seeing people as sacred we are seeing people as cheap, a commodity to be used and abused. That's why as end time believers, we have to go against this spirit of desecration. And the way you go against the spirit of desecration is by becoming people of consecration. We need to consecrate our lives, consecrate our hearts, consecrate your body, consecrate yourself, your sexuality, that there's not even a hint of immorality. Treat your life as sacred. Treat marriage as sacred. Treat, treat your own being as sacred. Keep your eyes, your thoughts, your heart from what is unclean. You're an end-time believer, my friend. You live in an age of desecration. Therefore, be a person of consecration. Consecrate it all to God. All the more. Live sacred, think sacred, act sacred, be sacred, because know you're not. You are the very temple of the living God. Want more? Ask for the age of desecration. Now, hidden for 2,000 years, the awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors and sapphires guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed. But call now. It's one 800 S H U A one I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people how imagine you could you could cover this planet the atmosphere with a a a billion gospel tracks well you can in effect through shuri radio you can blanket the earth it's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world how to be part just call 1-800 yeshua 1 that's y-e-s-h-u-a-1 or you can write me direct here's how strike to the nice jewish boy box 1111 lodi lodi new jersey 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Be holy as he is holy. Shalom and Echem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Kadosh Israel, the Holy One of Israel. This
0: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We'll get back to our guest here in just a moment, Dr. William Wong. He's one of my favorite guests to have uh, on Truth to Ponder of late. He has so much to share and I hope you appreciate his insights. Just want to take a moment coming back to the program today. Just a couple of things. I'm aware that those that listen on the frequency of 9.455 megahertz have been having some difficulties this week. WRMI had a problem with the transmission line. It's a really long line that runs about a half a mile from the building uh, back to to out to the tower site for that particular antenna. there's There's been some issues and they're trying to do their best to get it repaired as soon as possible. Engineering staff... For shortwave is getting older and harder to find. I mean, I'm a young guy at 67 when I'm down there doing that kind of work. So be patient and keep them in your prayers. Also, keep my wife and I in your prayers as well. We have just been praying about this and, and we've made a decision to sell our home in Georgia. And as I've mentioned before, we're looking to find a place near family up in the extreme southwestern part of Virginia. And there's several reasons that I want we, we want to do this now. Number one, we're not too old. It's not going to be as bad as it is. Uh, I mean, I've got some back issues, so trying to move things around and get things ready. Uh, we're putting the house on the market. It'll be listed next week, pictures being taken. So a lot of little preparation work we're having to do And trust me, I'm feeling my 67-plus years uh, in doing this, and and I'm just so proud of my wife, how much she is able to do. But we're getting things ready. We're also beginning the process of trying to find that home that we will ultimately settle into as we get into what they call the golden years. But I want to make sure that wherever we go, we have the ability of doing this radio program, but most important, god has laid on my heart other ministry things that need to be done and i really believe that once we make the transition it's going to help the radio program and most important it's going to help train some younger people to do the lord's work in his vineyard in his field so keep me and my wife in prayer right now let's get back to our program and dr wong we talked during the break about alzheimer's can you give us some information about Alzheimer's is something we never heard about all that much years ago.
1: If you went to med school in the 1960s, you were taught that in 20 years of practice, you would likely never see an Alzheimer's patient. They were so rare. There were only four patients per one million population. Then in 1967, we had the Framingham study up at Harvard. Mm -hmm. Right. And those Ivy Leaguers gave, gave Got paid by all the big pharma companies, and they started all this anti-cholesterol stuff and started with the low cholesterol, low saturated fat, high polyunsaturated fat diet. Oh, the Westernality diet. Yes, right. So that by 1975, they stopped teaching that there were only four Alzheimer's patients per one million population. And now there's one patient for every three population. One in three. Think about that. We went from four patients per one million Mm -hmm. to one in three because of polyunsaturated fats and low fat diets.
0: And if you couple, let me just ask your opinion on this. There there are probably some industries that people were involved in throughout their life that also made things worse when you started to add the, uh, the Madison Avenue diet. Yo. Would that oh, be, yes. I mean, you have the Madison Avenue, you know, low, you know, no protein, all carb diet, uh, the fat free nonsense and silliness that has been going on and on and on. Nothing like going to a grocery store and all you see in the milk section, dairy section, you see some of the, you know, vitamin D, whole milk, but the majority is some kind of 2%, 1%. Uh, half percent, no percent, skimmed, uh fat free. How do you have fat free milk? What the heck is fat-free milk?
1: <laughs> milk not meant to feed brains. You know, mother's milk out of a woman's breast mm-hmm. is thirty six percent cholesterol. And when the cardiologists heard that years ago, they were horrified. That's why the big push for formula. Because formula is only about four percent. Yeah. Uh but we, we, which is about where whole whole milk is. But God created mother's milk to build baby brains. This is why humans are humans, why we're not a lower animal with a smaller brain. Mm-hmm. Human brains are the largest brains of the animal world, if you want to call us animals. Right. And typically, we need to feed them with progesterone because progesterone makes brains grow and moms make progesterone in the womb and for a while after they 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 have it in the in the breast milk but the 36% of fat and breast milk goes to feed the brain and build the brain and the nerves that the children need the 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 the, 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 the bottle fed kids the formula fed kids are nowhere near as smart as the breast fed kids how about that? IQ is really different, and if they're soy-fed, in in, in ninety nine the the Hawaiians' men's health survey, which is a, a study of, of uh, what nine thousand men started in seventy three, it's still going on with with the few remaining ones. But in ninety nine, the survey figured out that soy shrank brain tissue, so Similac and uh, the soy formulas came out in 73 and since then we've had babies who've been fed four to six bottles of this a today now not only does soy formula have about five to eight birth control pills worth of estrogen in it so imagine feeding four bottles of that to a boy a day yeah uh, that's where they, they, they all think that they need purple hair and they were born in the wrong bodies afterwards Uh. But it also the soy shrank the brain, which is probably why we have as many stupid people as we have around now.
0: They can't read a regular clock. Yeah, they it's just beyond yeah. their yep. logic ability. Exactly. Big hand, small hand. What is and that second hand it won't stop long enough for me to see it. You know, <laughs> and I, I say that in all seriousness. I've met high school graduates that cannot yeah. read a conventional clock. They don't understand it. Soy fed. And not all, but some I'm sure are. But but here's, but here's my question now. We're, we're talking about all this. We're talking about baby formulas over the years. I'm certain that they have, shall we say, been changed since the early days. Would that be a safe assumption, potentially? Yeah, there's
1: so much crap in there. Give you an example. Uh, you might remember a, uh, what happened in China a, a few years back. When they were augmenting the protein level of baby formula mm-hmm. and putting in malamine, which is a plastic, that resembles protein. Resembles. You remember, resembles, right. Molecularly resembles protein. So when the government looked at the, at the, uh, at the formula, they saw what they thought was a, a, a casein, a milk protein, but mm-hmm. it was actually plastic.
0: That's what they say about margarine. It's like one molecule off being plastic. Uh, And that's why it floats around forever in your bloodstream. (laughs) Because it never can dissolve.
1: Yes. The lipase can't. The the, the enzymes we make to break down fat can't work on it.
0: Unbelievable. And we have gone in our society now. We we tend to live older, but we don't live better. Um, We can sustain ourselves in some ways. but
1: Long life is now a curse.
0: Yeah. My grandparents... On that, they, they lived to be into their late 90s. And up until, let's say, roughly the last year of their life, they had been in remarkably good health using yep. staircases on a three-story house that right. they owned on the water. And my grandfather did not stop doing volunteer work until he was 93. Mm-hmm. And stopped driving, but, I mean, he was still doing a lot of volunteer work six and seven hours a day four and five days a week yeah and and no trouble my grandmother in her 90s was still overseeing a active real estate office and still able to keep up with it and had a mind like a trap that didn't forget anything now what did they eat (laughs) good german cooking and they ate fats and they ate yes. they ate meats from Monero's meat market, not some processed stuff. They ate vegetables the best they could find and if they could get a lot more in the summertime. They were buying the local stuff if they could. In other words, they ate the diet that Madison Avenue in the sixties despised.
1: Right. They couldn't make any money off of it. And and I have a you know,
0: I have a sister. Who went into the medical profession on the nursing side, who all through the 1970s and 80s kept trying to get them to go to the fat free, fat free, fat free nonsense and all of this and all of that and all of the other because it's going to, your blood pressure is too high, your cholesterol numbers are all screwed up, you're going to be dead by the time you're 70, and they live to be like 98. Right. And we're healthy. Yes. And and I think of those that have gone on these so-called healthy diets that you and I that that are not so healthy, they get into their seventies and eighties, and their memories are gone. Uh, their lives are they're they're just a wreck. But we can keep them alive longer, of course. Now with the vaccines that they have for COVID, that ought to help you know thin the herd that we can't <laughs> afford. That, that we can't <laughs> afford. Yeah. So, Alzheimer's is now one of our one in three. Yes. What can people do to delay, offset? What can be done?
1: Eat eggs, eggs, bacon, lots of B complex vitamins, and B twelve. One of the most important things that we look at when we're working on on improving memory in middle age and senior folks. Is what about
0: we- what about things like cheeses?
1: Uh, cheeses work. Cheeses work. The higher concentration of fat, the better. Low-fat cheeses are eh.
0: I won't touch those anyway. <laughs> and low-fat, you know, when you, when you go into these low-fat, no-fat salad dressings, that's just pure garbage.
1: It's, it, it's mainly
0: soy oil. You know, and I can, I mean, I remember one time I was at a salad bar <laughs> and I, Put this Italian dressing on it, and I about threw up when I got a taste of it. I said, "What yeah. is this? Oh, that's our low fat, fat Italian dressing." I said, "Well, you know, you can take this salad back. Yeah, I don't want it. A of oil and vinegar. You know, give me anything but that." I said, yeah. "Never give me fat-free anything again." It's not that it. I, I just something in my mind says this is not normal. This is not natural. This is not God's creation. Right. All right. Let yep. me just let's let's get to another topic here. Um, mm-hmm. Back pain. It's something yep. that I deal with, and I have no structural problem. I've had enough. I did the whole MRI, the whole X ray, the whole whatever, and all I know is that for a person my age, my back is in remarkably good shape and straight, and just right, and everything else, and, and I have no pinched uh, anythings or disc issues, but I I suffer. Some serious, at times, lower back pain. What could be possibly causing that? And what can be done?
1: The British National Health Service, about a decade ago, did a study on back pain that they couldn't find a reason for. And they actually cut into a bunch of patients. And they did swabs and they they did testing and what they found was that it's active viruses causing inflammation in the area, causing the back pain. Now, let me explain why the viruses are there. All right. Every virus you have ever been exposed to from birth is alive and well and sleeping by the anterior horn cells of your spinal cord. We never kill a virus. We reduce its ability to reproduce. And when it gets to a certain point, Where it can't reproduce as much, it goes into suspended animation. It goes to sleep. All right. It's asleep in your spinal cord. So we hit our 40s usually, and we have a dip in our immunity because everyone in their 40s, especially men, goes from being testosterone dominant to estrogen dominant.
0: And, And I'm thinking back in my life, in my roughly 40s, it's the first time I ever had debilitating back pain to the point that I needed help to get out of a car. Mm. And, and it would hit me, and it would hit me, and it would only last a few days where I had to get help getting up. going. I mean, it was just I'm walking a little crooked, and then I wake up one day, and it's all gone. It Those are disappear. days when you
1: had dips in your immunity.
0: And I can remember one time I was out cutting the grass in Florida, this has got to be twenty-four years ago, maybe. And I had—I saw something ahead of my lawnmower, so I stopped and reached down and pick it up, and I fell over, and I and I could not get back up. And so somebody came out and said, "What's wrong?" I said, "I I've fallen and I can't get up." <laughs> you know, and I and and I you know. So I had my my son-in-law lived across the street. He finished cutting my grass, and I you know I went and lay down in bed till the worst of it past, and then for a few days, then I had a hard time walking. Yeah. Well, now I've got something new at this stage in life.
1: You know how when you get the flu, your back hurts? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, same thing. Uh, so the, a virus became active. Viruses attack our weakest structural points. Whether they're injured or not, whether you've hit... Ever had an injury? Everyone I did. Has I did in that. And
0: I did in that part of my back, and ironically, you know, it didn't cause any, shall I say, spinal or bone issues. But I, when I was young and really thin, and I was, you know, like a senior, a junior in high school, I guess it was junior in high school. Uh, I was coming off a parallel bar. You know what those are? Yep. And this is after Just I'd had genius. my big. Yep. This, this is after I had my big growth spurt a year or so before, where I went from being a little bit um, husky, as they kindly called it back in those days, to being extremely thin and tall. You know, in a period of a year and a half, I went to being six foot and something tall, with a twenty-eight inch waist. You know, the, the little tiny
1: guy. Because you used all that body fat that you'd stored up to make hormones, right? And then I. So
0: I'm coming off a parallel bar, and my spotter missed, and I missed, and I hit the hardwood floor and missed the mat. Ouch. And I was, you know, the best way to get around for about a week was in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah.
0: Because getting up hurt and sitting down hurt, you know. So I just basically rolled around all day in high school and never had to go to gym class again for the rest of my high school career instead I could take free swimming we had a swimming pool in our high school mm. so what I did instead of gym is I went to free swim I just got to enjoy the Olympic pool at my leisure cool. <laughs> so, so that was my senior year of high school but for gym class but my back that area is probably the area that triggers which then of course pinches nerves and you get a little bit of numbness in your legs and all that goes with it what am I experiencing would you think with that
1: Inflammation from the viruses, more than likely. As I said, a virus uh, goes to sleep by the anterior horn cells of your spinal cord, but it's more prone to go to an injured area, the British found, than to a healthier area. So the higher concentration of viruses will always accumulate in the spots that have had the owies. Wow. So how do we deal with that? Oh, gosh. Well, first, you get out of being estrogen dominant. All right. And every man over the age of 40 has more estrogen, estradiol and estrone floating around in him than his wife or girlfriend does. And the way to resolve that is to uh, uh, both increase your testosterone level, but you got to keep the testosterone from converting into estrogen, so you, you you increase your testosterone initially with, with, with herbs and with food, and you uh, keep the testosterone from converting with herbs. We, we have herbal preparations for that. And then as you get older, men begin to separate. There are two reasons for andropause when we stop making testosterone. The first reason is that the pituitary stops making luteinizing hormone, so there's no signal to turn on your testicles and make testosterone. That's 50% of men. The mm-hmm. other 50% of men go into andropause because of testicular failure, just like gals go into menopause because of ovarian failure. The, the ovaries or the testicles simply stop working. In the 50% with the luteinizing hormone, Those guys can keep on taking the the pro-testosterone herbs up until their late 50s, and it will still work. Uh, Then there comes a point uh, for for the guys who are into testicular failure, they need to go straight on the testosterone replacement therapy, the medical stuff. All right. Then somewhere around 60s, everyone has to go on the testosterone replacement therapy because stuff just no longer works. It's part of planned obsolescence. We're not supposed to be around that long. If men could make testosterone for longer periods of time, we would be back in 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 Adam and Eve days. We'd be living for a for a thousand years. Wow.
0: All right. Let's before we run out of time today. I've got a couple of more issues I want to touch. And number one, th- this one, we've seen it within our own family. People that are dealing with things like fatigue and iron, you know, it's like they can't absorb iron, they're having digestive issues, they they can't keep food down, food doesn't taste good. Some days it does, and things like, you know, it, it's just like, no. every other day it's just a little different. And some days after you've done a lot of work, maybe in the yard, you're just wiped out the next day, just fatigued. Yeah. What, what possibly... In somebody 40-ish remember I'm beyond that I'm'm I'm, I'm pushing 70-ish mm. um, somebody that's 40ish what would be causing those kind of you know just I'm exhausted I'm tired I my, I food doesn't taste right oh man if I eat that I'm gonna have a digestive problem and and the iron levels uh, you know you can take all the iron you want and nothing seems to be working right. you can't in other words you're not assimilating the iron mmm so,
1: what, you're, you're, what could that you're, be? You're about you're saying we go, easy. Two things the allopaths are absolutely horrible at it's either mononucleosis or it's post polio syndrome. Let me explain those. All right. Mononucleosis, called the kissing disease. Ah, yes. Which it really, which it really isn't, is a, a virus where your body gets half of its mitochondria, more than half destroyed. Mitochondria are the little energy centers, the, the power plants in your cells that make adenosine triphosphate. ATP is a sugar that runs you, that, that runs everything in the body. So when we get mono, our our body basically gets rid of 90% of the mitochondria in the voluntary muscle cells, which is where 80% of the ATP gets made. Mm-hmm. Uh. We, half the population of the United States, half the population of the Western world gets mono somewhere between fifth and, no, excuse me, seventh and twelfth grade because of the stresses. MDs are horrible. And the naturopaths are as bad. I, I, I have to admit this. At diagnosing mono, they almost never test for Epstein-Barr virus because they just think it's a cold or the flu and it gets diagnosed as that. The kid's immune system perks up and gets better and the kid feels better in two weeks so it's accepted as having been a cold or or the flu and that's it now mononucleosis is recurrent it goes to sleep and when you hit a period of low immunity it can come back out to play for a few weeks or a few months or a few years now the other thing that's getting us is post-polio syndrome now where did we get post-polio syndrome from well We know that the Salk vaccine, that the earliest polio kids... Yeah, the the ones that that I took.
0: Yeah. It started with a shot, eventually became the sugar cube.
1: Yes, now the shot was dead. The Salk vaccine was dead. The sugar cube you got, though, was the Sabin vaccine, and the Sabin vaccine was live polio virus. It was weakened, but it was still live polio virus. So what happens in regular polio patients 20, 30 years after they've had polio, it comes back out to play just like chickenpox comes back as shingles, and bingo, you've got post-polio syndrome with all the same characteristics as mononucleosis except the brain swelling is worse. There's brain swelling in mono, a mild brain swelling, but there's a worse brain swelling in post-polio syndrome, now the fellow who figured that out, there were a bunch of us corresponding in the Townsend newsletter for doctors back in the early mm-hmm. 90s. And we were trying to figure out why we had chronic fatigue syndrome and what chronic fatigue syndrome was. And all these docs are brain trusting and they're putting all their ideas together and what what we're thinking. There was one brilliant uh, 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 pathologist up in up in Seattle, and I forget his name. I wish I remember because I want to give him credit. He put the symptoms of mm-hmm. the 30-some-odd the symptoms of chronic fatigue starting with the brain swelling and the 30-some-odd symptoms of post-polio syndrome starting with the brain swelling, and they matched exactly. And that's where we figured out that post-polio – that chronic fatigue syndrome was actually post-polio syndrome in those of us that had received the Sabin vaccine.
0: All right. You know, a lot of this to me, and I'm a logical person. I, you know, my background, besides being a radio guy, I was an engineer for years. So I, I look at things differently than most. I, I can detach my emotions from a topic and look at it purely analytically looking for a factual answer. Sometimes we don't like the answers we find. I mean, that's just reality. But we, there's so much going on in our world and environment today. There's a topic I would love to get into, but we're not going to have time, and, and I will, we'll, we'll discuss it maybe next week, autism. We, we see a lot of that occurring today in numbers unprecedented today, and there's got to be a reason why, and I want to get into that maybe maybe the next time we're together. What I'd like to do is have you back next week, and I would love to have you on the program Maybe we'll get some people to ask questions, and they can sure. send me an email. You know, either to me or, and if they send it to me, I'll just send it on to you. You know, I mean that's not an issue. Make it real easy. Just one email address. Yeah, just bob at Truth, the number two ponder dot com. Bob at TruthTheNumberTwoPonder.com. number two ponder dot com. And if you have some health questions, some concern about diet or some fat or these vaccines or just whatever's on your mind, send me an email and I'll make sure that the Dr. Wong gets it and then we can even talk about it one day next week. Before, Sounds good? Yeah, before we run out of time, we got about, about a minute and a half here or so before I've got to begin to you know wind it down. Is there anything on your heart and mind for this week that you would love to share with this audience
1: don't get snookered by the monkeypox scare it's as fake a scare as the COVID scare was unless you're practicing orgy going homosexual it ain't gonna bother you if your husband happens to be secretly bisexual gay and and he, he he's orgying you might have a problem but unless you've got active homosexuals around you, monkeypox will never bother you.
0: And my guest today, Dr. William Wong, we will have him back on the program again real soon. If you have some questions for him, as I've mentioned, just send me an email, bob at truth, the number two ponder.com dot com, bob at truth, the number two ponder.com dot com. Now, on tomorrow's program, I want to start addressing some of the other illnesses that plague our planet our hearts, our minds, our souls that is destroying our nations from the inside out how do we deal with it how do we prepare for it the church has been well, it fell asleep on the job for the most part too many churches have gone woke they've gone broke they've gone worthless They've, they've traded in the gospel for garbage we'll deal with that issue tomorrow And I think you need to really hear the issue that I have. I'm going to share with you, it's not so much mental illness as I really think it's demonic oppression. Even demonic, well, possession. Let's be very honest about it. There are things happening that don't make any sense in this world today. Evil is alive and well. Now, if you believe in our ministry of Truth to Ponder, would you consider helping us financially? Keep us on the air. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That is number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. You can also find out more about how to support us at our website, truth the number two ponder.com I want to thank all of you that have taken time to write and support this radio ministry may God bless you this has been truth to ponder with Bob Bierman to find out more visit our website truth
2: the number two and the word ponder.com that's truth the number two ponder.com Truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.